Warning, the following program is solely intended for a mature audience. Any of the idiotic opinions and views expressed on this show are solely opinions of Dark Cringe Radio and not of its advertisers, which is completely pointless because this poorly produced, dumbass podcast has no advertisers. Furthermore, any rebroadcast or redistribution of Dark Friend Radio podcasts without per- the permission is strictly prohibited. If you do, we will find you. And then we will send three black-eyed children to your home or office to collect your soul. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Coming to you live from the Mistopheles Studios in Dark Fringe Radio. And welcome one, welcome all to Dark Fringe Radio, your number one spot for the conspiratorial, the paranormal, everything else like the macabre and mysterious and all that crazy shit. And I can't do this without my co-host this week, Jay. Jay Golosi, where are you, my friend? Where are you? I know you're here. I'm over here. I'm over here. Hi. I'm over here. Hello. How you doing, sir? I am fan. Fantastic, my friend. How are you doing? Very good, man. Very good. I'm excited for another episode of Dark Fringe Radio for uh, everyone's listening pleasure. And uh, I'm really excited about this episode, Jay. This one we uh, have been uh, slowly planning. Slowly going toward. <laughs> We've been planning slowly this one. I mean, it's it's a story that. Uh, unfortunately, just keeps developing over over time, and it just uh, just doesn't seem to go away. But we're going to be talking, of course, about Jeffrey Epstein tonight. Dun dun dun. We're going to talk about the timeline, uh, A to Z, what happened, all the crazy shit that happened in between, the details, and uh, we're just going to go through uh, this whole ride together, man. Me and you, all right, Jay? Yeah, I mean, yeah, man, it's going to be dirty as a fucking. Ugh. Yeah, no, I'm gonna need to take a shower after this episode, but it's gonna be um, as far as content is concerned, it's gonna be really good for everybody's listening pressure. So, um, exactly what we're gonna get into tonight is that. But before we get into that, Jay, we got to do a little bit of the uh, housekeeping, of course. And uh, what we're talking about is how to listen to the podcast. Anybody can listen to the podcast by going to right to our website, which is darkfringeradio.wordpress.com. Uh, you can choose there uh, any of the different. Uh, Streaming platforms that we're on, we're pretty much on every major one. So just go ahead and choose uh, from there. And uh, you can listen to over 67 episodes, Jay, uh, that we've done so far. How about so that? That's, uh, that's a lot of content. So uh, we're talking about at least uh, you know an hour of each episode. We're talking about 67 hours of Dark Fringe Radio. Could you imagine that, Jay? 67 hours? No, dude. No. It seems like it was just yesterday. <laughs> it does seem like it was just yesterday. But... Uh, we're, we're here and, uh, we're still continuing to bring you some, uh, really compelling and great content. So again, if you want to uh, send us any kind of information to us directly at the podcast, you can just by sending an email to the dark fringe at gmail.com. Again, that's the dark fringe at gmail.com. So that's how you can communicate with us. That's how you can listen to the podcast and you can follow all of our stuff on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and also um, what's, what is, what's the other one? Oh, Twitter, of course. Yes. Twitter. And, uh, you can follow our stuff there. Just make yeah. sure you uh, like share and, uh, you know, uh, make sure you, uh, check out our stuff. So 
that's it. That's it for the intro, Jay. Um, are you ready for our uh, next segment? You know what that is, right, Jay? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, mailbag, right? Please check your mailbox. Yep, that's it, man. Uh, the mailbag. And uh, it's uh, pretty interesting that this week we have an intern that's working with us here, Jay. Uh, I kind of dropped this, this on you. This is what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, it's uh, it's interesting. It's not what you think, um, but uh, we actually have somebody who's going to be helping us with the mailbag, Jay. I'm going to kind of take a seat okay. back, and I'm going to sit back with you. Me and you're going to sit back in the cut and actually see, and you know, just be able to answer this question, me and you, and uh, without me asking it. So it's going to be kind of interesting, something new. And uh, I'm going to introduce uh, the uh, the newest person to the uh, podcast tonight. And uh, go ahead. Welcome to Dark Fringe Radio's Weekly Mailbag with your host, Bradley Warrington III. Oh, wow. So, okay. <laughs> I will be in charge of all of your mailbag questions. All right. So, uh, there you go, Jay. He's uh, in charge of all the mailbag questions. Uh, you heard it for yourself. Bradley Warrington III. He's the newest addition to us uh, here at uh, Dark Fringe Radio. And uh, he's the one in charge of uh, the mailbag. You ready for this? Uh, yeah, man. What? What did you say there, brother? Are you assholes ready for the mailbag? Wow, you got a mouth on you, don't you, huh? <laughs> this guy. This guy's something else, don't you think, huh? Thanks for um, helping us out with the mailbag uh, this week. Um, I guess, yeah, we are ready for the mailbag, you fucking bastard, but go ahead. Uh, let, let's see what you got this week. Our first mailbag question this week comes from a Dennis Paulson from Space Coast, Florida. Subject is new camera. Good evening. Evening guys Dennis from Florida and I wanted to know if you guys were aware of this new camera that some scientist from Caltech built that is so advanced that it can take photos at a trillion pixels per second. It also talked about how this camera can record images that are called transparent phenomena. Nevertheless I thought that would be cool to have in an investigation at a highly haunted location. Thanks and great work on the show. That's interesting. Well, uh, Jay, did you catch that? Uh, I did catch that. Uh, no, I've not heard about that camera. I, I must say you caught me off uh, off guard there. So that's uh, interesting, though. Yeah, that is uh, interesting. Another, another opportunity to see somebody watching us. Well, it's it's basically saying that it could take a photo so fast. It's, you know, at, at, a, at a trillion megapixels, which is, I mean, that's crazy. I mean... Think about what we have now. We have what on our phones, 14 megapixels per second, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's probably what a decent camera, uh, yeah, maybe 20. I don't know. Yeah. That's probably what, what par for the course. I mean, imagine taking a photo at a trillion times per second. So they're saying that they actually can take pictures of things that you can't see with the naked eye. So you see a lot of transparent phenomena, basically maybe ghosts. You know what I mean? Boom. Oh, ho, ho. Yeah. Boom, boom. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Boom. And uh, thanks for sending that in. Uh, and I appreciate Bradley uh, for uh, giving us that mailbag question Pretty for nice. us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I think we do have another one. Is that right? Don't get testy with me, you bloody wanker. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Hold on. Our second mailbag question for this week comes from a Julie, but from Salt Lake City, Utah. Subject is coronavirus. Good morning guys my name is Julie and I am a huge fan of your podcast. I wanted to know if either of you have been keeping up with this coronavirus that started in a village in China and has made its way to the US. 
I have seen some crazy footage from Australia, where you see people having seizures passed out on the floor. Now I am also hearing that the epidemic is far worse than what the Chinese government is stating. I have heard of some reports that the entire village has been quarantined and there have allegedly been more than 10,000 deaths so far. It seems like this is a serious threat to the entire world if this is not contained and cured. Thanks again and awesome show. Well, okay. So, uh, Jay, have you heard about this coronavirus thing? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I guess I didn't realize the severity of it. I feel like I gotta go wash my hands. Yeah. <laughs> wash your hands or something. I mean, they're talking about this whole village that's being quarantined right now, Jay, in China, where it all started. And, like, people can't leave and can't even go in. It's pretty much completely cut off. So it, it's it's a pretty bad epidemic right now in China. And it's already found its way over here to the U.S. I've heard some reports um, just as late um, as, you know, Friday, I think, where there was a case in Chicago. Um, and I think there was another case in um, somewhere in the Northeast. I couldn't remember what state. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's already found its way over here now. So, And it's easily caught, I guess. It's airborne. Um, so it's not something that where two people need to share anything. I mean, it can be just as easy as just... I guess, you know, being in, the, yeah, just being in the same vicinity as that person. So, and without having any kind of, uh, you know, mask or anything, you're pretty much susceptible to it. So, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty crazy uh, virus. And I've seen that footage, what uh, she was talking about. And uh, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. If you look at it, look it up on YouTube. You can look it up, just look up coronavirus in um, Australia. And you see these people on the floor, man. It's just, they're just convulsing and other people running away and you know they have masks on it's just you know some crazy shit like you would never believe like something you would think out of a movie but it's happening right now across the world but again uh you know we just got to keep a lookout for it and you know what, what we had what, what was the other last one that we had jay here in the united states that was like that what was the bad one well the bird flu the bird flu there was another one though there was a what was the other one was the h1n1 was that one might have been. Yeah, and then, the, the, and then uh, SARS. I, SARS. Remember SARS? I remember, I remember. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, this is this is nuts, Jay. I mean, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I think it's nature. Uh, there's an overpopulation of us, and the world's going to try to correct some of that. So things like this are going to get creative. We'll find some kind of a vaccination or uh, procedure to help cleanse of it. Yeah. You know? It's scary, scary shit. It is but, scary shit. Scary shit, but we gotta hope that there's a cure out there and that we're working on it. Yeah, I was thinking about it. Came back to me, Jay. It's Ebola. Remember Ebola? Ebola. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was the last. That one. shit. <laughs> Everybody was scared of that. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, that's some crazy stuff. But yeah, thanks for sending that in, and thanks for uh, that mailbag question. So we really do appreciate it, um, Bradley. Thank you so much uh, for. Helping us this week with the uh, mailbag. We really do appreciate it. All right, Jay. So that brings us to our next segment, of course. And that is What the F Florida Man. And let's uh, let's get the intro in real quick, if you don't mind. Florida Man. A Florida Man. A Florida Man. A Florida Man. Now to the town of Sefner, Florida, near Tampa, where last night the earth opened up as it does increasingly. And this time it swallowed a 37-year-old man as he slept in his home. A man accused of destroying a liquor store in Okaloosa County told police he was in Alice in Wonderland. Matthew Horace Jones also said a caterpillar smoking a hookah told him to do it. A man calls 911 while Collier County Sheriff's deputies are chasing him and he says 
Donald Trump, our president, is his personal friend, a close one at that. A Lake Worth man is uh, not too happy. He's accused of getting violent when waiters at a restaurant told him they weren't giving away free pizza. Covering Florida this morning, a Key West man is behind bars. Investigators say he was caught with a large amount of cocaine hidden in this Cookie Monster doll. All the shit, man. All right, Jay, so uh, what do you have for this week for what the F Florida man? Well, this week, this week was an interesting week. I, uh, I have to be honest, I, I ended up getting kind of some gross in the topic that <laughs> the what the Florida man kind of snuck up on me. So I, I rushed to the interwebs, yeah, searched high and low, uh-huh. and I came up with a couple of uh, couple of interesting topics, but one won out overall, and that includes one where somebody got injured by a drag queen's breasticles. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought of the story that I'm about to read you, sir. Oh, let's hear this. So, this is the one one I stuck with. Spring Hill, Florida, a Tampa man was arrested on Wednesday afternoon for a DUI after he reportedly mistook a bank drive-thru for a Taco Bell. Wow, Taco Bell. So, Taco Bell, he was looking for a Taco Bell, but he <laughs> was at the Fargo's of Well. Yeah, and he got a DUI. <laughs> and he got a DUI to boot. There you go. That was the most expensive Taco Bell run ever. Dude, the little shuttle guy, right? Little shuttle? You put the, you put the, the chalupas in the shuttle, right? Yeah. yeah. Dude, with the one side of the drive, man. I don't get it now. Like, I, you know what, Jay? I could see back maybe 20 years ago where you didn't have things like Uber, Uber Eats, and like fucking DoorDash. You can get anywhere now without having to get into a car and you behind the wheel. Somebody can drive you very easily. Nope. Very easily. Yep. All you got to do is download an yep. app on your phone. How fucking easy is that? You know what I mean? So yeah, it's too easy. It's too, too easy. easy. It's too easy. So I just don't understand why people even put themselves in these positions now. You know what I mean? There's no excuse for it. Uh, yeah, there is common sense isn't common. No, it's not, unfortunately. And what a great story, man. I mean, come on. That's nuts, man. But, yeah, I guess he went to the wrong place looking for the Chalupas, man. But uh, thanks for that story, Jay, uh, for this week for What the F Florida, man. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Yeah, man. Thank you. So that brings us to our, of course, main segment for tonight and our main topic, which will be Mr. Jeffrey Epstein. So please stick around. Hey, this is Marie D. Jones, best-selling author and paranormal researcher, and you are listening to Dark Fringe Radio. All right, welcome back to CBS This Morning. I'm Anthony Mason with Gail King and Tony DeCopel. We're learning dramatic new details about one of the most high-profile investigations in the country. On 60 Minutes last night, correspondent Sharon Alfonsi took us inside the jail cell where convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein was found dead in August. After a five-month investigation, 60 Minutes obtained photos of the autopsy and the jail cell. Some of them, we caution you, are quite disturbing. Sharon spoke to a forensic pathologist, Dr. Michael Bodden, who was hired by Mark Epstein to investigate his brother's death. It appears he had some kind of sleep apnea machine. You can see a long electrical cord. Yes, there were other wires and cords present that it would have been easy to uh, use to hang oneself within a few minutes. But the key reason Dr. Bodden thinks Jeffrey Epstein's death might be a homicide 
is because of the unusual fractures he saw in Epstein's neck. There were fractures of the left, the right thyroid cartilage, and the left hyoid bone. This is an autopsy photo of Epstein's broken hyoid bone, a U-shaped bone that sits under the jaw that part of the tongue attaches to. The thyroid cartilage sits at the front of the neck. I have never seen three fractures like this in a suicidal hanging. And Dr. Michael Bodden joins us. Good morning, Dr. Bodden. Thanks for being here. Good morning. You observed the entire four-hour autopsy of Jeffrey Epstein. I did. What stood out to you the most in that? What stood out to me the most was that the ligature mark uh, was made after a few hours. He'd been dead for a few hours uh, at the time he was discovered. Uh, and that there were multiple fractures of the Adam's apple, the thyroid cartilage and the thyroid mm -hmm. and the hyoid bone that are more indicative of a homicidal strangulation than a suicidal strangulation. So in a thousand cases that you've reviewed in the New York State prison system since Attica. Right. You've never seen a three bone fracture in a suicide. In a suicide. That's correct. But the New York State Medical Examiner, which also looked at this, they say, no, we have seen it and we think it's a suicide. So I've been reviewing all the records since Attica um, as to when a suicide occurs. We haven't, in New York State's uh, prison, seen that kind of fractures, number one. Number two, maybe our, uh, our uh, experiences are different, but uh, this certainly suggests that it could be a homicide. But it's important, though, to point out, too, because 60 Minutes also, to Tony's point, also talked to other pathologists who also agree with the suicide findings. You're being paid by the Epstein family. Isn't it in your best interest to go along no. with what they believe happened? They don't to their believe family? that happened. They want to know what happened. I think that Mr. Uh, uh, the, the brother or the estate mm -hmm. would just as soon have this to be a suicide uh, because there's no advantage to them to be a homicide. Uh, uh, Mark Epstein is now concerned about a homicide. If his brother was killed because he knew too much, is he also at jeopardy? Other people at jeopardy. So this. So is, they don't suspect and, that their brother was murdered. Well, the, the, because of the autopsy findings, they they uh, feel the uh, brother may have been murdered. Exactly. But as a medical examiner, when I was chief medical examiner in New York City, just because I would find a, a jail uh, suicide doesn't mean that I was on the side of the city or the state. We have to call it the way we see it. Yep. Uh, so it doesn't matter when I'm being paid by New York City or being paid by the family. I want to go back to the point you made. We don't know the position of Epstein's body when he was found dead. That's correct. And that's a crucial question. It's that's a very big question. Because the marks on the neck is not at all typical for a hanging suicide. A hanging suicide, 90% of the time, there are no fractures. Maybe 10%, 15%, there could be a hyoid or a thyroid fracture. Right. You don't have three fractures uh, with the... With the weight of the body on the ligature. You have to have uh, uh, a lot more pressure by uh, ligature or by hands to get those fractures. You, you also say that, that, the, uh, that the, the wounds on Epstein's neck, and we have pictures of those, we, as we caution you, these are, these are disturbing pictures, um, do not match the noose that, that was found in his cell. That's right. There, there are a number of uh, things on the noose. The, the noose is a very narrow noose, and there's a little imprint uh, on one of the nooses of a uh, pressure of a mark 
that could not have come from the uh, smooth on sheet. On his neck, not the that's, noose you're saying. That's attached to part of the noose. That, that, uh, it's on the neck, uh, adjacent on the skin, mm -hmm. that looks more like an imprint from a rope rather than from a, uh, a, uh, bed a smooth bed sheet. And there's nothing on the bed sheet that blood or that would indicate it was around his neck. And the, the FBI or the uh, medical examiner would have done swabs for DNA on the ligature. Whose DNA is on it? Was it Epstein alone or was it Epstein somebody else? And, and so important because we're talking about justice for his alleged victims and also That's right. the That's question right. of did he have other stories to yeah, tell. But there's no was. advantage to the family that this is a homicide or suicide. There's no, no, no money involved. No, yeah. no. All right. They Doc just want the truth. That's right. Dr. Michael Bodden, thank you very much for being with us. This thank morning. you. There's over. Ladies and germs. It's showtime! All right, thanks for joining us here at Dark Fringe Radio. And, of course, we are going to be talking about Mr. Jeffrey Epstein, Jay. And uh, this is a, a very uh, not-so-polarizing subject, right? I think everybody's on the same side when it comes to Jeffrey Epstein. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think we're all kind of in agreement with certain aspects. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody agrees that he was a piece of shit. Yep. Mm -hmm. I think everybody agrees that he got too cocky mm -hmm. and put himself in a lot of trouble. And I think we all agree that the world is a better place without him. Yes. It's along those lines that things start to get convoluted, though, and that's where people start to have the dis the different opinions of what's going on with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right when it comes to that because uh, what you're talking about is a lot of uh, uh, very odd circumstances uh, behind his death and, of course, the things that happened after he died. Uh, we're going to get into all that, um, you know, detail here in a minute. But what I'm going to talk about is I really kind of want to break it down from A to Z, J. I want to kind of give like a, you know, a 100% timeline from the, from the minute it all kind of started and, um, you know, where it all ended. So I'm going to take this way back to Palm Beach County, which is the county that we live in here, Jay. And this is an area where Jeffrey Epstein actually had a house here. <laughs> and uh, he also had another house in Manhattan. But he uh, he mainly stayed here in Florida and uh, did a lot of his uh, operation here in Florida. And uh, he was basically charged with the rape of, uh, I think, a 13-year-old girl. And uh, he was placed on house arrest where he, uh, it was pretty much a, a joke where he had to escort with him, police escort everywhere he went. Um, he was supposed to only be in certain places at certain times. Uh, a lot of uh, scrutiny behind that. A lot of logs were lost. A lot of time was lapsed in between. He was allowed to do a lot of things that he wasn't supposed to be doing in the first place. So, yeah. yeah. That was part That was part of a plea deal mm -hmm. that... The state of Florida cut with him, basically calling his victims prostitutes. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That, he was. That's he. How... He was allowed to go um, to leave uh, the premises of the the jail seven days a week for twelve hours a day, mm -hmm. uh, and then when he was when he was in jail, it was he had it actually like warned off, like he had like his own private wing and he had his own private bodyguards in jail with him. So for him, it was just no big deal. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. And uh, to go back of what Jay was saying uh, when uh, he was given that pretty much a sweetheart deal, you know, for getting away from what he did. I mean, to that poor girl, uh, which is unspeakable. But he uh, supposedly the judge in that trial was told by someone in the U.S. government that Jeffrey Epstein is a intelligence, I guess, uh, operative. And he was very important to the government. So that's kind of the reason why he kind of got that, uh, you know, sweetheart deal where, you know, he was just basically free, but not free or whatever you want to call it. But uh, I don't buy that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense, Jay. This is where things get, this this is where things get interesting, right? right. Mm -hmm. That's uh, the government being almost so in control that this this person has to be some high-level government official but in reality it was just he was he was a greedy motherfucker he was a capitalist he just wanted to take 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 um you, he was insatiable with his uh sexual dynamics he was he was he just wanted more and what he started to do is get hooked up with more people like him up high in Washington and, uh, you know, all the big, all the people that run the world and it, you get to this, this point where he's, he feels like he's untouchable. So I don't think he was like a operative for the government. If anything, I think the government was somewhat afraid of him and happy to have him not be around anymore. Yeah. That's one, op, you know, option. That's one theory as well, Jay. I mean, I, and I totally understand and, and could totally get on board with that too. But there is an alternative theory as to why people said this. And this was supposedly you know, on record that this judge said that. So, again, what Jeffrey Epstein did for a living was blackmailed. He gathered intelligence right. on people and blackmailed people. That's what he did. And he did it to the people in high-ranking positions because he knew he could do it to them and then get away with it um, because you know he just knew how to blackmail. Now, going back a little further... The person he kind of learned that from was a lady that he became very, very good friends with. Basically, his best friend. A lady, a lady who is currently vanished. Yes, nobody's seen, hide no hair of her. Yes, supposedly she's in Brazil somewhere. That's the latest report. Uh, but her name is Justine Maxwell, and um, yep. she is uh, supposedly the what was reported as like the madame. <laughs> the person who, you know, uh, organized this whole thing for Jeffrey and uh, yep. basically has the inside knowledge to what he was doing and how he was doing it. Now, um, another thing is, is that a lot of people don't know is that her father is a very important figure as well. And he was a disgraced, uh, news- similar. yeah, a, a disgraced newspaper editor that, um, basically kind of did the same thing and he blackmailed people and you know i guess he got caught out for it or was you know caught red-handed doing it whatever the case may have been but she she learned that from him and he was the master of it so she got jeffrey epstein basically under her wing and taught him how to do what her dad did basically back in the day but do it at a much more efficient way you know with women and hookers and underage girls, you know, things like that and that nature. Oh. Yeah. And so, you know, that's basically kind of where it all started, where it all stemmed from. Now, like what Jay, you know, alluded to earlier, she's nowhere to be seen now. So, 
and uh, she's pretty much disappeared from the face of the earth. So that's you know another interesting part of this whole thing. But let's go through the timeline, Jay, uh, of after you know when he finally gets picked up by the the authorities for uh, you know okay. the other stuff that he did, the sex trafficking. So July sixth, Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein, he's yep. arrested on federal charges for allegedly running a sex trafficking enterprise between 2002 and 2005, which he paid underage girls to have sex with him in his Manhattan home and in his state in Palm Beach. He is uh, held at the Metropolitan Correctional Center in Manhattan. So that's July 6th. We uh, fast forward two days later, July 8th, Jeffrey Epstein 66 pleads not guilty to sex trafficking of minors and conspiracy to engage in sex trafficking of minors. Now let's fast forward two days after that, July 10th. Jeffrey Epstein is assigned to the prison's uh, special housing unit, known as the SHU, due to his risk fa- factors of suicide, uh, suicide and safety concerns related to his housing him in general population. In the SHU, inmates are assigned to six separate tiers, each of which has eight cells. So, uh, he's in the SHU, and uh, July 18th, so we'll fast forward eight more days, federal judge denies Epstein's bail and rules he must remain in the Metropolitan Correctional Center pending his trial. So, uh, July 23rd, prison officers find Epstein on the floor of his cell with a strip of bed sheet around his neck, and his um, he is subsequently uh, transferred out of the shoe and placed in the suicide watch in the hospital wing, where he is observed 24 hours a day by a staff member or a specially trained inmate companion. Uh, he remains on the suicide watch for about 24 hours and is transferred to the psychological observation also in the hospital wing. Hmm. So that's the first suicide attempt, Jay. And um, just to, we're going to pause right there to further elaborate on that first uh, suicide attempt. Uh, no footage has still been released on that first suicide attempt. No, I'm not trying. Not only that, the su- <laughs> supposedly footage has been lost or been destroyed as what they have said. I would lean towards destroyed, but that's just me. <laughs> I would say so, too, if they're going to cover all this up, right? They, it's it's got to be destroyed, right? So you have all this happening at this time, and now he's uh, you know, committed or tried to commit suicide. Now uh, you know, people are asking about the footage, no footage, or at the time they were like, uh, well, we're working on that. We're not going to release any kind of footage. Come to find out there was no footage, and then come find out it was the footage was either deleted or lost. So let's go back to the timeline here. Uh, let's see here. Do-do-do, July 30th. So Epstein is transferred back to the shoe and is requested to have an assigned uh, cellmate. Uh, he was assigned to the cell closest to the correctional officer's desk in the shoe's common area, which is about 15 feet from the cell. So not only do they put him in, you know, with a, a like a safety inmate, Jay. So like one of these inmates that they really trust that probably in there for some yeah. like, non-violent offense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So they put him in there with some guy like that. And he's only 15 feet away from the main uh, area where all the guards are at. So again, this points to like, why, how did this happen with nobody? Well, we'll we're going to get into it, but, but without anybody knowing and no footage or anything like that, but let's get back into the timeline. July 31st, Epstein appears in the Manhattan Federal Court and shows no uh, visible signs of injury. Uh, The next court appearance is set for October 8th. Uh, We fast forward to August 9th. Uh, Hundreds of pages of court documents are unsealed in the New York Federal Court 
alleged now details of sexual abuse claims against Epstein and several associates. Which, by the way, Jay, let's stop there real quick. We'll pause. Nothing else has been said about any of the other associates, no? No, I mean, I've, I've there's a whole bunch of his uh, victims are going after um, some of his contacts, including the was he the, the Prince of Wales, uh, <laughs> Prince Andrew, the Queen's other son. Yeah, like this shit reaches pretty deep, far. Pretty, Pretty far, far and far. it's uh, it's crazy. To expound on your um, last quote there, Jay, about the ties to the UK government, I'm sure you've seen maybe I think it was two months ago, three months ago, where that NBC news yeah. reporter got canned for basically saying some off-air comment about why aren't they talking about this <clears throat> this Jeffrey Epstein case. Why does the UK government keep trying to bury this case? And it's all caught on the hot mic. Yep. <laughs> so uh, you, you catch this reporter telling the truth, right? And she's canned for it uh, because it was on a hot mic. But nonetheless, it, what, it goes to what Jay was saying. It goes so far. And it goes to the point where you see how much influence certain people and families have, even here in the U.S. government, yep. here in the U.S., I mean, think about it. I mean, it's it's crazy if you really, really boil it all down. But, uh, okay, so going back to what we were talking about. Um, so, Jeffrey Epstein, no footage, no nothing. He's back in court. Uh, no visible signs of any kind of injuries. Uh, then, basically, uh, so those court documents unsealed. Several associates, again, what we're saying, Jay, nobody, there's been nobody that's been associated with him, though, but besides Andrew, Prince Andrew, but there has been no other, they said there was a whole bunch of people, no. like 13 to 20 people, that, that was the number that was given at first, and then you only hear about Prince Andrew, and maybe like another other guy, and that's it. There's a lot of other people that were involved, and they just don't want to release their names. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, anonymity is part of the whole thing here, I mean... That's why I think he's dead. I mean, I know there's there's even a conspiracy theory on that. You know, some people only think he's dead. Some people think he's still alive. Some people think they they, you know, yeah. changed we're, him, we're changed gonna, his name, changed his face. We're gonna talk uh, about that. Oh yeah, we're gonna talk. About I that. think that I think that's ill placed confidence. <laughs> I don't know, Jay. I don't know. Listen, this guy had a lot of money, and if there was anybody that could get away with it, it could be him. Yeah. Oh, I know. I mean. Fuck, the guy should have been in prison for years and years and years and years and years the first go-round. And he evaded it. He gets a slap on the wrist for hustling prostitutes, but these girls who are 13, 14 years old who didn't seek him out are now sluts. Yeah, that's how they paint the picture. That's exactly what, what happens. So during this time, Jay, we have another... Uh, his cellmate that he has there is basically transferred out uh, the prison for a prearranged transfer. So he was, he's leaving. He has no new cellmate that's assigned to him. Uh, later that day, uh, Noel and unnamed officer do not perform the required four o'clock institutional count. Uh, internal video shows, according to the uh, indictment, uh, they complete and sign a count slip falsely saying they did. Uh, the count slip is collected and delivered to the control center where officers are responsible for comparing the count slips to the institution's inmate roster, the indictment says. So basically later on that day, they were supposed to do a check, an inmate check, and they didn't. 
Based on the falsified court slip, the control uh, center clears the 4 p.m. count. Uh, on August 9th, say, uh, later on that day or that evening, Epstein returns to the shoe from the, an attorney visit and is escorted to his cell by Noel and another officer. So he was escorted to the cell uh, later on that, uh, that night. 10 o'clock that night, all inmates are locked in their cells for the night. This is 10 o'clock that same night. 10 o'clock p.m., Noel and an unnamed officer number two do not perform the required 10 p.m. institutional count. The video, the internal video shows uh, they complete and sign a count slip falsely saying they did. So again, they did that again. 10.30 later on that night, Noel briefly walks through, up and walks down from door to the tier in which Jeffrey Epstein was housed. The internal video shows and the last time anyone walks up to the entrance to the area where Jeffrey Epstein held was held until around 6.30 in the morning the next day, the indictment says. Six minutes later, based on the falsified count slip, the control center clears the 10 p.m. count. The next day, later on that night at midnight, Michael Thomas, 41-year-old officer, uh, begins an eight-hour shift on duty at the SHU. Thomas has been employed as the correction officer uh, there uh, since about 2007. In 2013, he was assigned to work with uh, as a materials handler for supervisor, uh, as a supervisor, but would regularly work uh, overtime shifts as a correctional officer. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> they did not perform again the 12 o'clock account. Uh, the internal video shows they complete and signed a court, uh, the council falsely again saying they did. So, again, Jay, if this is a repetitive thing that's happened throughout the night. And it goes on basically all the way into the throughout the morning uh, where they basically keep falsifying these uh, slips saying that they uh, checked all, you know, checked the counts of the you know, all the. The, the inmates in the cells, and they really weren't. Basically, the yep. next morning at 6.33 in the morning, an alarm is activated in the shoe. Epstein is alone in his cell and not responsive with a noose around his neck. An unnamed supervisor, one who had just started his shift, responds to the alarm almost immediately. Noel approaches the door to the shoe to open it for supervisor one and says, Epstein hung himself. And the indictment uh, said afterward, Noel says, supervisor one, we did not complete the 3 o'clock or the five o'clock rounds, Thomas says, we messed up and I messed up and she's not to blame. We don't, we didn't do any of the rounds, quote unquote, according to the indictment. Uh, Epstein is taken to the hospital where he's pronounced dead of an apparent suicide. The Bureau of Prison says, okay, so let's pause right there, Jay. Um, so this is yeah. where he pulls it off. Supposedly now that okay. same night, um, there was an a internet post that went around uh, that kind of detailed this whole thing that would happen, but also went into right. a, a little bit more detail about a van coming there and dropping off a body and also taking a body. So that raised Dude. a lot of questions. Number one, number two, uh, the autopsy photos came out afterwards and um, actually they came out recently. Uh, within the last few weeks, and um, I think it was 60 Minutes, Jay, that did a, a piece on it. And they talked about yep. how the the wounds on Jeffrey Epstein's neck are not uh, in line with a suicide. Now, Indicative of a suicide. Correct, correct. Uh, and the I guess the pole that he hung himself from was only four feet from the ground, Jay. So right. he would have to hang himself from basically sitting on his ass kind of thing, you know what I mean? Uh, and which is super difficult right. to do, and then super difficult to break your neck from that height. Uh, it's not. It's not very easy to yep. do. People think it's easy to break your neck. It's not. It's very hard to break. No, your it's neck. not. 
again, we have uh, this 60 Minutes uh, piece that came as, comes out, Jay. The guy from the, the main uh, pathologist from the show HBO, Autopsy, was uh, interviewed on there. He talked about it. He talked about how everything did not was not in line of a suicide. It looked more like a murder. They even showed the markings, Jay, of where the supposed uh, noose was around his neck. It did not look like the width of it was very thin. It looked more like a wire. You know what I'm saying, Jay? The width of the wound in his neck. Yeah, like way, way too thin to be something. Yeah, yeah, it did hanging. not. Yeah, or by a piece of like you know cotton that you had to you know roll around and make a noose out of, right? So it looked like more something that was very thin, like a wire. Uh, so again, right. Another thing that came out with these autopsy photos, Jay, which is another uh, you know turn of the conspiracy theory of all this, is that. He didn't kill himself. That this is a body double. Um, they were comparing his ears and his nose, right. his mouth structure, how it didn't match up. Uh, it was very interesting how they were taking a lot of these photos and comparing to old photos of Jeffrey Epstein that were taken of him in you know public. So it was pretty interesting that we're doing that. So again, that was another turn of the conspiracy theory where they say, "Hey, this guy is not dead. He uh, switched his body out with somebody else." And probably got plastic surgery and took off to another country. What do you think about that? I don't think so. No? You don't think so? No, because if you think about it, man, he still knows too much. He knows too much, too many people. He's too well connected. At some point, they might find him. And if they do, then all bets are off. Oh, absolutely. All bets are off, definitely. I mean, so it... I don't think so. I think, uh, I think he went the way of the uh, Clinton emails. Was uh, deleted. <laughs> like, like, delete. Yeah, he was suicided. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. that's uh, Eddie Bravoism. But uh, yeah, that's that's absolutely another theory. A lot of people think that. And you know, hey, creepier things have happened, especially in that uh, you know realm of government and politics and things of that nature, and people knowing shit about you and having dirt on you, and and things like that. Yep. So. Again, it goes all in line. It's all in line. It, it's, it can make sense. But uh, let's get back to the story here. So he basically hangs himself, supposedly, in a suicide. So, yeah, that's the timeline. Um, I, I just wanted to, get to go from point A to point Z on, you know, from his time in the cell to supposedly when he uh, hung himself. So, again, Jay, uh, we get into the conspiracy theory. Uh, again, what's going on? What's... Who is doing this? Who's orchestrating this? Why do I ask? Because a lot of creepy things happened after that. One thing in particular, Jay. Well, I'm... yeah. Go ahead, Jay. I was say aside from you have some people that had some of the weirdest and and most uh, estranged ties suddenly popping up dead as well. You have you know his mansion sitting dormant. You have all these things. You have his private island just sold. To a, a known sex trafficker. Yeah. This guy's still taking the, the entire news stream. He is. He is. And another creepy story, Jay, that, um, you know, really kind of raises eyebrows to all this is, I think it was, let me see, what uh, what date was it? October 6th, Jay. Tampa Bay Times. Let me read yep. you the headline here. Tampa plastic surgeon killed in plane crash. Daniel P. Greenwald's plane crashed into a soybean field in Kokomo, Indiana. 
Let's see mm-hmm. here. A Tampa doctor with a passion for flying died Saturday after his pli- private plane crashed near Kokomo, Indiana. Dr. Daniel Greenwald, 59, was a well-known plastic surgeon with his private practice, Bayshore Plastic Surgery. His twin uh, Eagle plane took off from Kokomo Municipal Airport sometime before 5 o'clock uh, p.m. on Saturday. Uh, then uh, the deputies found the plane crash in the soybean, soybean field about four miles away. Uh, Greenwald's the only person uh, in there. Um, basically, he uh, they said it was an incident where they put in the wrong gas, Jay. Um, that was in there. Um, yeah. And why is this so important? Well, this plastic surgeon is a plastic surgeon for Mr. Jeffrey Epstein. So why why is that important? It feeds into the theory, of course. If anybody's going to know if they try to you know, get Jeffrey Epstein out of the country and change his face and do something like that, he'd be the guy to know, so right? Yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd be the guy. So uh, that's one creepy story, Jay, that came out of this whole thing. Uh, another creepy, you know, story that was, uh, you know, raised a lot of eyebrows was Jeffrey Epstein's private banker at Deutsche Bank and City found swinging from a rope, yep. uh, you know, the executive's suicide before the FBI was about to question him. So Jeffrey Epstein's private wealth banker who brokered and signed off on untold multiple millions of dollars in controversial Deutsche Bank and Citibank loans spanning for two decades, Jay for the convicted pedophile has died from reported suicide. The news yet of another mysterious Epstein-linked death comes shortly after the FBI was seeking to interview the bank executive about loans he approved for Epstein and the indicted child sex traffickers labyrinth of the U.S.-based and offshore companies. Uh, The Los Angeles County Medical Examiner confirmed Thomas Bowers died by an apparent suicide by hanging at his home before Thanksgiving. Epstein-like uh, likewise died from a reported suicide by hanging, according to the New York uh, County uh, Medical Examiner. Uh, Bowers, he headed the private wealth ha- uh, banking division for Deutsche Bank and signed off on millions of loans uh, to Epstein. And Bowers, prior to taking over the private banking arm of Deutsche Bank, served in the same top position at Citibank, of course. Uh, so, yeah, um, there you go. His private banker, Jay, dead. Yeah, not really that much of a shocker. He's seeing where the money goes to and where it comes from, and he knows what it's all about. And he also is in a position to expose, so he's in a position of power, and people who are in positions of power don't like other people in positions of power, especially when they can make them look dumb, dirty, and incestuous. Yes, you're absolutely right. And sources said uh, that City loaned Epstein more than money, eclipsing over $100 million, Jay. Uh, and also served Epstein okay. to uh, use the bank to send thousands of wire transfers from his private account. So, uh, of course, uh, it's uh, another, uh, you know, very interesting story, Jay, that is all tied into this Jeffrey Epstein. And, uh, again, it uh, serves into the the theory that this guy uh, was well-connected in many, many different areas, Jay. Uh, it's, it goes on, you know, like they say, when you're in that certain level of wealth, you're like in this different, uh, you know, echelon of people that you're hanging around with. And, uh, again, you know. Not uh, not not eating the nuggies. No, you're getting good stuff here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No nuggies. No, no nuggies. No nuggies, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, again, this is where we're at with Jeffrey Epstein. Um, what's, uh, let's say you, Jay, what, what do you think about this whole thing? What, what do you think it's going to end? Do you think the truth is ever going to come out? What, what's your What's your opinion on this whole thing? I don't think we have a fun this chick. 
I think she's going on the win. Or and the uh, French model guy, the, the guy that used to oh, found all these French models that were underage. Uh, I think he remains in hiding. Oh, okay. I think at the end of this, nobody's ever going to find out really much of anything because whatever, whatever he knew went with him, and he cast enough doubt in the same areas that some of his most powerful friends are to where you can't look at it and say, well, I mean, those those injuries wouldn't have happened if it was suicide. Mm-hmm. But the medical examiners, the examiner said it was suicide, so we're just going to go with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, another interesting thing, Jay, and, and um, I hate to throw another, you know, uh, boomerang into this whole thing, but um, a lot of people were talking about that Jeffrey Epstein had a death switch. Um, do you know what that is, Jay? Mm-hmm. So supposedly he had a death switch for this girl that was his best friend, basically protecting her, saying that if anything ever happened to her, that all this information would come flowing out. Yeah. Yeah, that he had a way of doing it. So the minute anything that happened to her, anything, um, you know, this thing would be activated. And next thing you know, he's going to out everybody. And so I think that's kind of the reason why you're not hearing much from this lady. I bet you she's just cool breezing living right now somewhere in Brazil. Oh, good money. <laughs> yeah, but she's totally chill. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jay, I'm on the other side of the fence on this, Jay. I think he's still alive. I really do. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like that crazy conspiracy theorist, man. I like to go far with it, and I think he's still alive. I think he, uh, you know, oh. I think he was able to uh, get out of the country. I think he was able to use his money and his influence to get himself out of that situation, uh, make it look like a suicide, and uh, never hear from him ever again. And uh, that's, I think that's what's going on. He's probably in a completely different country, far, far away from here. And um, and if he's not, I, I think it's um, a good thing either way, uh, as long as we don't ever have to deal or see uh, or have to have any consequence with that man in, in anyone's lives ever again. I think we're all good for that, you know? You're on the other side of the fence. You think he's still alive? You think he's, like, chilling in, like, Canada, oh, Canada, getting some, like, pretty fucky sucky on the side, Yeah. I don't know about Canada, but I think he might be like in Israel, somewhere like that, somewhere far away, somewhere like in the Middle East. Broadband in it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. 56 like K motor. But no, I don't think he's, no, he's dead. Yeah. I mean, listen, like I said, either way, we don't have to ever deal with this fucking guy ever again. So, you know, even if he's dead, even. Well, whoa, that's not necessarily true because if he is alive and he starts doing his sex trafficking, he's doing it to a whole other generation of girls yeah, you're right. just somewhere else where they don't have the same kind of regulation. So you best hope he be dead. Yeah, I hope he's dead. I really do. But my conspiracy theory in mind thinks he's alive, unfortunately. But yeah, I, it's, a, it's a crazy story. It's going to be, um, it's one of those stories where everybody knows it's a conspiracy theory <laughs> that he didn't kill yeah. himself. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, at the very least, he didn't kill himself. He was murdered. Uh, in in jail. So and you know again, the uh, the consequences of what you do in life. But uh, again, thanks Jay for uh, putting a nice bow at this uh, crazy, crazy, crazy topic, Mister uh, Jeffrey Epstein. So I really do appreciate it, Jay. No, yeah, my pleasure. My All pleasure. Right. This is a good one. All right. Well, listen. That brings us, of course, to our last segment for the tonight, and that's what to watch. And that's a segment that Jay gives us a little bit of a. A uh, what a, a little serving a a a, a little uh, gift a little nuggy a nuggy little, little nuggy yeah a little nuggy of something that he liked that he saw whether it would be a TV show or movie so Jay what do you have for us this week for what to watch 
Well, we've had a few weeks layoff, and over those few weeks, there was some, some things happened with pool that made me think to say it's pool junkies. There was something that happened with, uh, with football, which I was going to suggest uh, a couple of very interesting football documentaries. But then it hit me. I recently got my Disney Plus on my Roku. So hmm. I like watching TV shows, and there are a couple about supercar builders, and there's all kinds of nature documentaries and, and all kinds of great things. There's the uh, 90s cartoons for X-Men and Spider-Man. But I came across a show called The World According to Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> and I feel like I'm even talking a little like him right now. Yeah. Uh, he's so uh, strange, so free in his view uh, of the world and uh, how people interact in it. And he likes to really delve deep into these things that he, he doesn't know anything about. Like the first episode is on, on sneakers. Uh, and they even talk a little bit about the history of sneakers and how it became so special. And they go to some underground sneaker trading events where people are paying $34,000 for a couple pairs of shoes. Uh, it's very, very it's interesting. It's very enticing. It's very uh, mind-expanding. <laughs> like that. So uh, the world according to Jeff Goldblum, huh? The world according to Jeff Goldblum. Interesting. So, and uh, that aired, what, probably what, in the 90s or what, 2000s? No, it's brand new. It's a 20, oh, so this it's is a new show. Got you, got you. Okay, that's awesome. So I got to really it's check this brand, out. It's fantastic. Like it's great. It, it's because you do. You get to see. You get to see how his almost almost naive childhood nature uh, comes out. His personality. It's so easy to watch. It is. Uh, it's funny. They got some history, so you learn a little bit here, a little bit there. You really get to see uh, different parts of the, of society, and it's it's really cool. It's interesting. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. So, world according to Jeff Goldblum or Jeff Goldblum, right? Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, check that yeah, out. Yeah, that's Jeff on uh, Disney Plus, right? Yep. Awesome. Okay, so we're gonna check that out, Jay. Thanks for uh, this week for what to watch. I want to throw one in there, Jay. That uh, it's a little horror based, and I thought that was pretty damn good. It's the um, it's on Netflix and it's the BBC version of Dracula. They did like a four point uh, four uh, episode like miniseries. It's uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's really good, dude. It's really really good. Each episode is about an hour and a half, so you're looking at over four hours total. But it's only four episodes, so but it's like every, it's a mini movie. Like every time you're watching an episode, it's a mini movie. But the guy who's playing Dracula is fucking phenomenal. Um, it's a cool twist. Yeah. It's a cool twist on the whole, you know, Dracula tale. Uh, Van Helsing's a woman. Okay. Van Helsing's a woman. And uh, so that's a turn. Right. She's like okay. a real foul mouth, uh, like slick talking uh, <laughs> nun. She's that's what she is, actually. Uh, but she knows a lot about the occult okay. and the supernatural. Uh, and it's just a really cool take on the whole tale. Hey, uh, it, they did a really good job with the whole, uh, you know, the, the, you know, changing some of the uh, storyline, but keeping some of it together. Really cool. Check it out. It's on, on Netflix. It's Dracula. Uh, it's done BBC. So they all have that fucking great English accent. It sounds very fucking phenomenal. So gives it that nice, creepy feeling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Drop feel, man. Drop feel. Cool, man. So, yeah, that's another one I would uh, suggest for what to watch. So that's it for uh, th- uh, the episode for this week, Jay. It was a good one. Thanks for joining in this week. Again, um, 
You can catch all our episodes on our website, darkfringeradio.wordpress.com, and you can send all correspondence to us at thedarkfringe at gmail.com. Again, that's thedarkfringe at gmail.com. I'm Will Martinez for my co-host, Jay Galosi, and we'll check you out again next week for Dark Fringe Radio. Bye. case this according to a report in the daily mail so they say glaine maxwell's personal emails have been hacked damaging information including names of individuals linked to epstein's sex trafficking case are at risk of being publicly released that revelation made in a letter by the british socialized lawyers in the defamation case brought against her by epstein accuser uh, virginia jeffrey so right. um potentially bombshell development
here uh, in you know in terms of what could come out at this it, point? It absolutely could be huge. So just to give the, everybody the background, what happened here is that in August, about 2,000 court documents relating to Epstein were released. Of those, they, they were mostly redacted, any personal right. information about Maxwell. Somebody forgot to redact one of her personal email addresses. So Maxwell's lawyers have basically told the New York federal court that essentially what happened is that that failure immediately almost led to the breach of her host computer and that that computer has I think they said 8,000 pages of documents relating to this case. Now we got to remember Ghislaine Maxwell is the center of everything. She essentially served allegedly as a pimp for Epstein. She travels to the island on several times. Many of the victims allege that Ghislaine Maxwell personally involved herself in some of the molestation of these young girls right alongside it was Jeffrey Epstein. Her job was alleged to go out and find yes. these girls and, and groom them and actually. bring them in and participate right. ultimately. And so in all of this, what we know is that she had, remember, contact with the highest levels of officials. It includes Prince Andrew. We know in one email, this was revealed, that Maxwell and Prince Andrew emailed back and forth about Virginia Roberts. She's, of course, that woman who ABC News had on tape accusing Prince Andrew and Jeffrey Epstein of molesting her and did not air it. And in that, Andrew emails her, says, let me know when we can talk. Got some specific questions to ask you about Virginia Roberts. She replied, have some info. Call me when you have a moment. And again, we don't know where the hell this woman is. We have reports, I think from page six, that she was being shuttled around the globe, US, UK, Israel, being hidden by very, very powerful people who have a lot to lose. Now, if we don't know who hacked these emails. It could be a state. It could be Russia. It could be China, right? If I was if I was a foreign government, I want a lot of blackmail Absolutely. on some of the richest and most powerful people in the world. So is any of this actually going to come to light? We don't know. I would love for it to. And I think it just highlights the fact that this woman, Ghislaine Maxwell, holds the keys to this entire thing. She knows about the girls that were sexually trafficked. She knows about the powerful people who visited Epstein's pedophile island, who flew on the on the airplane. And remember, this is this, this is such a sick case. I mean, we, we had that one report of that young girl who was pictured with Bill Clinton right. in a captain's uniform because Epstein made her dress up in in those types of clothes so she wouldn't appear as young as she actually was. We also, of course, know from the U.S. Virgin Islands that is suing the estate of Jeffrey Epstein that air traffic controllers allegedly saw girls as young as 11 coming off the plane and that he was sexually trafficking young girls up until 2018. There's a lot that still needs to come out. I really applaud that attorney general for yes. prosecuting that case. I mean, as we've seen, the reason he escaped justice for so mm -hmm. long, I mean, ultimately escaped justice completely is because of the potential blowback that all of these elites were worried about coming from a trial with discovery and the revelations that could unfold. So I really applaud yeah. this attorney general for moving forward, and we will definitely keep an yeah. eye on this latest development That's as right. well and an eye on where is Ghislaine. Please join me, hashtag where is Ghislaine Maxwell. Let's all tweet it. Maybe we can get somebody to actually do something. All right, we'll have more for you after this.